Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 105 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Hello. Um, do you have a Photoshop this week? Oh, that, uh... oh, yeah. I meant to download that. Um, I have it. You know what? Let's just get in, and I'll send it to you in a bit because I, I okay. got distracted. Okay. And no, that's fine. I was just wondering. I you didn't text me that you had made a I... sick masterpiece this okay. week, so I didn't know. I actually like. It's not my funniest work, but it might be like my best work. Oh dang, that's a bold claim here hey, okay. tonight. <laughs> like unironically, I think it is actually my best work. Okay. Um. So, all right, I'm actually sending it now. So. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time on this one. Yeah, you. <laughs> You are uh, Aloy from mm-hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn, and I am Nathan Drake. Mm-hmm. I, I, it is excellent. Because we're going to be talking about the trophies. So the I trophy changes, it. yeah. So I, I decided to kind of put like all the, the PlayStation characters in the background and just kind of like, yeah, I had to do all that. And, and it, when I was doing this, I was like, I really got to stop making myself the female character. <laughs> Because <laughs> you have you've created a trope now, I, I you, have. Have to, you have to fill it. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're looking great as Nathan Drake, by the way. I know I'm looking, I'm looking, <laughs> looking fly as hell over there. So, so yeah, uh, that, that is uh, our Photoshop of the week. That, that is excellent. Mm-hmm. I will put that up for the fans to see, as as always. Uh, not as great as like last week's. So I will. Uh, but... <laughs> Still very good, though. More do, work went I into this like one, that. I will say that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so with that, yeah, a lot of the news this week is about the PlayStation. Uh, yeah. I mean, we could technically talk about Xbox Series X a little mm-hmm. bit because, like, outlets are, like, they have it now. Yes. And they can they can only play, like, older games. And by the sounds, like, the loading time's a lot better. Mm-hmm. But the fan is, the. it also gets very hot. That the fan is very quiet, but it gets very hot from what I understand. The PS5 or the Series X? The Series X. Oh, okay. I don't know if you've heard anything about that. But... I have not seen that. I have just had everyone say that the PS5 is quiet as fuck or whatever. Yes. So they the know. apparently the Series X is very quiet, but uh it gets uh very hot. So that would make sense, I guess. Mm. Just burns a giant rectangle shaped hole in your entertainment system also i heard people mentioning that you can like you know like the the quick resume feature yes. that they have apparently you can have up like six to eight games doing that why what do you need that for i like i get I, that's a cool feature don't get me wrong and i will utilize it but probably for two games well here, <laughs> there's two things here that i think are kind of interesting is one like it's obviously not going to work for any game that's online because it's still gonna have to log into the server yeah, it'll probably just be like what the standby games do on both of them now, where you come back in and it's like, you've lost connection. Right, right. Yeah. Which that doesn't happen to me too often because I don't really play games, you know, online. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I'm kind of curious is like, how, when does that stop working and how does the, the system like tell you that like it's kicking one of the games off or something, you know? Well, yeah, that's what I think is really weird about it is because like from a technical standpoint, you wouldn't want that many games running at the same time just for for performance reasons right. 
Right. So it just seems weird that they would allow that many. Like I would say two, maybe a maximum of three would be like totally okay. Mm-hmm. But up to six or eight, like what the hell are you doing at that point? Yeah. And, and the other thing is like, that is obviously only going to work if you have digital. If your games yeah. are all physical and you're taking the disc <laughs> out, that's not going to help you at all. No, it is not. So for you, it's going to help even less. Yeah. But I'll be able to put bug snacks mm-hmm. on pause. Yeah. What, uh, well, you have that one rhythm game that you really like, right? Oh, DJ Max Respect. Yeah, that, that is true. Is it digital or is it physical? It is digital only. So you can there. have that in the background running for the entire PS5 lifecycle. And see, that's tight. <laughs> I, I, that I may do. Mm-hmm. You probably will. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it, well, I was going to say sometimes it takes a long time to start up, but it won't on the PS5 no. anyways. So. <laughs> and that's going to be one of those things where like, I think we just kind of forget about it. And then if we ever go back to like a PS3 or the Xbox 360 or even like the Xbox One, and then we're like, oh my God, this is the most painful thing I've ever had to go through having to sit yeah. through this like this menu and just like this initial load screen. Because we're going to get to a point where we're not even used to load screens anymore. Yeah. And I, I want to live that life. I well, wanna... we have basically one month, Manny. <laughs> I am very excited because I'm done with load screens. <laughs> Had enough it's crazy when you really start thinking about in one month, think about this, Manny, in one month Mm -hmm. we have the presidential election. Mm -hmm. uh, We have extra life. Mm -hmm. We have, and then like one month and one day we have the Xbox. Mm -hmm. And then a couple days after that, we have PlayStation. And then a week after that, cyberpunk comes out and Yakuza is coming out around that time as well. Yeah. Spider-Man. Like, (laughs) I'm so excited. I, am I know so it's, it's going to be a good, a good November for sure. Well, hopefully it, we'll see how it starts out. Let's well, just, yeah, let's yeah. see. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get touche. Touche. <laughs> it could go pretty sideways really yes. early in yes. November. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fair, so. fair, fair call on that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. That could change the entire mm-hmm. November. Let's yes, it could. Say. It could change a lot of time. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this is just a weird one that I had to throw in at the beginning here of the news. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot to say, but like the PlayStation 5 will use the X button to confirm by default for all regions, including Japan. Which is dumb on yeah. their part. Because Japan has been doing the circle button for the last 26 years. and Yeah. And the reasoning makes sense, okay? Like, I, people are always like, I don't get it. And it's like, X means no. Circle means yes. Right, right. Like, it, it's just like, yes, you're circling this or you're Xing it out. Like, mm-hmm. that. It, it's bizarre. And I don't get why they changed it for U.S. region stuff and Europe region stuff back in the day in the first place. So it just, it's it's weird now, especially because it's like, oh, it's basically like fucking over the region that made this system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, I mean, initially the, the PlayStation was designed to be like the Super Nintendo controller, where like the A was, like their, like the default button, the A was on the right side, and then the B is on like where the X is. Yeah. So like, think about this scenario. You are a Japanese person. Right. You are playing your PS5 mm-hmm. and you uh, have to push X to select your PlayStation 4 game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're in the PlayStation 4 game and it will revert back to circle. Will it? 
Do you think backwards? I think it will have to because those games are, it's hard coded into the games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That, okay, yeah. In a, yeah. in a lot of cases, because like you can remap that on the PS4 now. Right. And I assume you might be able to remap it on the PS5 too, because I don't know why they would remove that feature of oh, remapping yeah, yeah. all the buttons or whatever. But like, that just seems like such a bizarre scenario to me, where like that freaks me out now when I'm playing like an import game and I hit X and I'm like, oh, fuck, we're. <laughs> I did not mean to go back. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if that's, like, but then they're not changing the way I do anything here, so it's not a big deal for me, but, like, if that's the way you've played games for 26 years, like, that's gonna fuck you up real hardcore. It will, because, like, as someone who doesn't play their Nintendo as much as, like, the other two consoles, Mm -hmm. having the A in that right side can mess me up sometimes. Yeah. I don't know why my brain just automatically adjusts when it's Mm. a Nintendo platform. I think you've played enough, and you continue to play enough, where I take like long breaks, and I at this point I've played my Xbox more than my Switch or just yeah. like any Nintendo, and like they're completely swapped. The X and Y are swapped, and the A and B are swapped, mm-hmm. and like that really messes me up <laughs> when I'm playing a game and I have to press like B, and I'm like, oh god, that. Is, so yes, uh, and it's just so weird why the companies have done this in the first place. Yeah, I don't really understand why it wasn't like a standardized thing, just to like make it the same as the other ones or whatever. Because it seems like PlayStation just followed along with Nintendo because that's what everyone was used to. Mm-hmm. And then at some point they were like, no, we're going to change things in Europe and North America. And then Xbox went along with the the PlayStation, mm-hmm. which did Sega? How was Sega? Uh, that... Mm... I'm trying See, to think. I... I don't know enough about Sega to. Uh, I I can't say because like on the Genesis, some of them were six button things, and I remember right. A being the confirm button, which which I mean makes sense. At the bottom, yeah. Okay, and yes, it looks like A was on the bottom, and then I think the Dreamcast D... controller is the same as the Xbox. Controller. It is a, the I'm looking at it now, and it is exactly the the Xbox controller. Different yeah. colors, different color. Yeah, color. but like, still the same button letters. But it's like red is A, which I think red yeah, is like back. I don't know. They're weird. Yes, <laughs> yes. They just had to have it be different. I think. Yeah. So. And yeah, then it, that's an interesting thing. Yes, that is, it's interesting, but like, why? Why is the the big question here? Unless it's just like easier across all platforms, you don't have to like change things around. I don't know. Maybe they're just really yeah. That lazy. Uh, that that I don't know because I was gonna say like maybe they had to make two different SKUs or something for mm-hmm. different regions, but then they don't have to. They still have to have Japanese on by the default language or whatever the region's language is by default. So it's I don't know. Well, the, yeah, the other weird. weird thing is like why can't like games choose that? They should be able to. So do you think a lot of Japanese games are just going to be like no 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 you still press circle too? I probably yeah. Because <laughs> like why not? Yeah, <laughs> I like I so that that's like yeah like what if there is a Japanese game that was already in development? Right. The yeah, I, I don't know. Which, I mean, like, that. I don't think it would be very difficult to change the default button. No, it, no, definitely not. Uh, that would probably take a couple seconds, I, yeah. I would assume. Just, yeah. 
but yeah, uh, that is just very strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of strange, did you see the Need for Speed Hot Pursuit remaster trailer? Oh, uh, I did not actually watch it. I feel uh, bad because you said to watch it. I did it not is at that time. Though really bizarre, Manny. Okay, it, it like tells a story. That's impossible. <laughs> no, it does legitimately tries to tell a story <laughs> in the trailer, and it barely shows any gameplay. Okay, I mean, I know what the gameplay is like, so I that's fine uh it's about a guy and he he's he's got a friend who has this score and the guy can't beat it and like every waking minute of his day is ruined because of this score that just keeps popping up in unfamiliar places uh he's you know he's on he's at he's at work you know they're they're on a zoom call and then like the number pops up because like at work and then he he's upset because the number and then he throws his computer (laughs) (laughs) i told you to watch the trailer manny it's a story it's very strange it makes no sense you need to watch the trailer. Well, so the, the, this remaster of Hopper Suit was like the game that really tried to go all in on that. Um, I, which I understand that. I'm just telling you, instead of showing gameplay, they just showed like a guy. No, that that, that was my thing. I was going to say like they did try to do that. And it was like the first one that went all in on that. And I remember competing with people for scores. But yes. that's like, that's not. I don't know. I would. <laughs> that's not like what I think about when I think about. No, no, no. You think about five ten. Oh shit! Five minutes, ten seconds, and everything that keeps it just keeps popping up. Five ten, five ten, in this trailer. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot to say about the game because it looks like. I don't. I hate to be a, a graphics snob, but it doesn't look like they did anything to this game. Oh, I bet they did nothing to it. And then, like the other thing that I think is weird about this is like I love that game, and I right, would have right. played this November sixth mm-hmm. as a release date. What are uh, you doing? Uh, my advice is just buy the Steam version for like. Yeah, because it, it, you can probably also just, yeah, it's gonna be cheap as dirt cheap, man. Because that's what I did a couple years ago. I bought and it'll still Steam. look good. And it looked about the same and it played well and it was fine. Yeah. So I would, I I wouldn't recommend this. this Yeah. I I don't know, man, just because like, I don't know what EA is doing over there. Cause yeah, November 6th, right before the new consoles launch and like so many other games are coming out around that time. And this wasn't even really announced. So like they could have just held it for a little bit or like done anything else, released it over the summer. I, I, I don't know. As, my one thing that I'm wondering is, I and maybe this is just like us, where we get games like when they first release. Maybe mm-hmm. games you can just kind of release it whenever, and if they don't sell now, maybe maybe they'll get really popular. Maybe more people will buy it, you know, in February, March, or something. I don't know. Like, I, I guess, but like a remaster is a weird thing because then it's like people have already played this game right. potentially. And it's not even like you did that much work to it. Although Nintendo has shown that that doesn't fucking matter at all. Well, that's uh, different because Nintendo fanboys will buy anything. That shit was like still the number one selling game on Amazon. That's yeah. It's fucking crazy. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that's cool. And that was rumored. And I, the hopper suit is mm-hmm. a great product. So yeah. 
cool for people who want to buy this on November 6th. Yeah, and also the good news is I doubt they had to do any work to get the Switch port to work. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true. Because it looks like a Switch game on the PS4. Yeah. Also, also, do you think this is going to be one of the last PS4 games? Like PS4 Mm. only games? No, because... uh... I a lot of Japanese developers still usually release sure. PS4 games late into the sure keep going cranking them out. I wonder if this will be like one of the last like EA PS4 game only games. That's too. that's probably true. Yes. Uh I guess we should have moved this one up a little bit, but I guess we'll move on to the the PlayStation changing their trophy leveling al- algorithm. Yes. And so, like, I saw a lot of people saying, like, why do this? And I actually think this is a cool change because right now or previously, the PS, the PlayStation leveling system for trophies made zero sense. It was like 1000% arbitrary. It's where I mean, not really. They actually things have specific scores attached to them now. Well, yeah, in that sense. Yes. But I mean, I thought you were talking about like the actual number. No, yeah, like now it is less random, I think, because before it was just like, I don't know what percentage of an experience bar this trophy got me. Like, what is anything? Why am I level? I can't remember what I was now. 32, I think. Yeah, something like that. Uh, And yeah, and it would like go up to 100, which Jesus Christ, if I was 30 something with how much I've played games like you'd have to. Oh, my God. You'd have to have 800 billion platinum trophies to be max level. Mm-hmm. Um, so they changed it to be like more. I don't know. Like now it will feel like you are progressing or there's like you can like point at a number and be like, ah, yes, this did this. Yeah, I for me personally, not to cut you off, but like I would look at it at the beginning of the year and be like, I can maybe get up to 17 this year. You know, I'm, I'm at 16 and by the end of the year, I can maybe get to 17, like 17 and a half Mm -hmm. where now I looked it up on my phone. I'm up to two 79. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll probably like you play like a couple games and you probably go up to like the next level. Right. Yeah. And so that's what I think is cool is like the now the trophies all have like specific score values. Mm-hmm. Um, so they give you a specific amount of experience and they're tiered now. So like before, if you looked at your trophy icon, it was just like a weird star and everybody had that. And it mm-hmm. was like, OK, that's a weird icon. But now they're like tiers. So you would be in the silver tier, I believe. Uh, I am in the gold tier, like Ooh. a true gamer, uh, which is 400 and up, and I am at 406 now. Uh, Scott is at 436, which is interesting because he has a lot more trophies than I do, so trophies may actually be weighted for how rare they are. Oh, that'd be interesting. Which is, which is weird. Um, and then the only thing after gold is the platinum, which is if you get to level 999, so mm-hmm. I will never get there. Uh, but I, I don't know, like, it's just it's a dumb, fun thing. And like right. Xbox had uh, some, this before, basically, <laughs> like it yes. was a uh, gamer score to me always made more sense because it was like, yes, each full game has a thousand. And it's just like you could 
I don't know. It was a number that made sense, basically. At least this is PlayStation trying to move into a similar thing where it's like, oh, this number comes from somewhere as opposed to just absolute nothingness. I'm kind of curious if this is going to allow them to do what uh, Xbox started doing this generation where they have like the monthly competing with your friends, like your friends list, Mm -hmm. uh, where you're like, oh, Scott, you know, leveled up three times this month. I've I'm at like two and a half. If I play a few more games, I can maybe, you know, pass him for this month. Like I have a better gamer score than him, you know, this month type of thing. Uh, I'm just kind of wondering if they're going to do something like that. Uh, I would, I would hope so. And I would also mm-hmm. assume so, but I, I don't know. PlayStation does a lot of weird random shit. Like uh, the trophy system, I mean, was like tacked on to the PS3 mm-hmm. over a year after its release because they're like, Oh, we should have achievements. Right. So, like, not even every game was required to have trophies for a very long time. Right. So it always felt like this, like, weird afterthought system that only they're they're now changing. Uh, which I think is the same thing as, like, I think it was just a weird legacy thing, like, the name changes and stuff like that. So I, I think they're just finally trying to modernize all that stuff that was, like, really weird and tangled up in dumb bullshit PS3 code or something. Yeah, I think they're finally trying to just kind of sit down and figure out a, a better solution to this. And yeah, I mean, I I think it's better. Yeah, I, th- I think it I think it will work better. And mm-hmm. just like I, I don't know, and it's just one of those things where if you don't care about trophies or achievements, you can totally ignore it anyways. So it's right. just it's a cool thing for people who want to have it there. Like I definitely care way less about trophies than I did originally because at a certain point it's just like, do I want to actually enjoy this product or do I want to like grind for all these fucking dumb trophies and have no fun? So that's why my approach is I just kind of glance at, at the trophy list occasionally. And then when I finish a game, then I'll kind of look through and be like, what's obtainable that I will enjoy mm-hmm. getting and I won't like yeah. hate myself for getting. So that's why I n- rarely ever go for platinums, but I do, you know, I, I just kind of play until I'm satisfied and, and the trophy list is nice because it'll give me a, an excuse to keep playing a game if I like it. Mm-hmm. And the other part of this, which who knows if it's true now on the French PlayStation blog, they said that there would also be progress tracking like Xbox achievements have had forever. Mm-hmm. and then they removed that sentence <laughs> so who knows but i mean like i i still i couldn't believe that they didn't add this feature on ps4 because the 360 had this shit where it's like say in mass effect the achievement is like get 50 headshots with a pistol right and like on xbox you could look at that achievement and see oh i have 14 headshots out of the 50 you could not like, only look at that know, yeah, you could pin that to like anywhere on the screen, and then just kind of track that as you're playing if you care enough. Exactly, and then I'm playing on PS4, and it's like, how many do I have? Who fucking knows, dude? Uh, not me, not the game. How is this possible? <laughs> yeah, I was doing something with Ghost of Tsushima, and I was like, I just had to like count how many I was like I had of something until I was like, I think I'm close to 20. I think I'm close to, and eventually I did kind of like get that trophy. But yeah, I had to just kind of count and keep track of it in my head rather than just having that track and like yeah like steam achievements have that Mm -hmm. uh epic game store achievements have that it's it's bizarre that the playstation ones didn't and it's weird that they removed that because i that was just something that i would just expect at this point i guess i i don't know well and i assume that's like a game 
like at a game level, they have to track that, right? Yes. And if they're having to do it for Steam and Xbox, then they should be have to. Then they should be able to easily do that on PlayStation. Well, but and they're they're already doing it because if the game didn't know how many you had, then you wouldn't be able to get the trophy. Oh, yep, that's true as well. So, like that that data has to be there somewhere. It just has to be surfaced. So that's what I think mm-hmm. is weird about it. Yeah, because like Xbox, it'll tell you like, hey, you have like ninety percent of this trophy or achievement complete. So. Yeah, and like the one of the things that I thought was and still think is really cool about the Xbox One is like the developers could track whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. So like I can't remember. I think it was uh, in Gone Home they would track how many steps you took. Yeah, <laughs> for no reason, just like dumb shit like that, where it's like, oh, I can see this on the dashboard. I took more steps than you. Who cares? I I don't know. But like they track that stuff, and I just like those kinds of thing i things i think are cool and like xbox also does like zero point achievements or like limited time achievements and things like that just for people who want to collect that type of thing and like i think sony should have that too but i don't know if it's one of those things where they feel like maybe they can't just like copy it wholesale or something (sighs) yeah or they just don't care i i I don't know yeah i I don't really know Uh, Um, we do know nintendo does not care Nintendo does not care, and they are not afraid to constantly say how they don't care about achievements. <laughs> because people are always like, wouldn't it be cool to have achievements? Yeah. And they're like, no, fuck them. Like, every time. Their their responses are always so harsh where they're like, no. And it's like, alright, man, I mean, it would be kind of fun, I guess. I but like, sure, fuck me, I guess. I don't know. I, I think... I think that's just, like, the difference in cultures, like American versus Japanese. Where the Japanese are very much like, I will tell you how to like have your fun. Mm. We like like if you go to like a restaurant and stuff, they don't really like customization with your their food and stuff. Like mm. we will tell you how you will like this. We're here like in the United States, we're more like, hey, we will tell you how we want it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think it, and it, that kind of works with like fun as well. Where like Americans were like, "Hey, we want to like we can pick and choose and like to have our own fun." Where Nintendo's like, "No, no, no, we will tell you how you want to have fun." And, and I also I, think part of what Nintendo's thing is is like a lot of their games do actually have like completion bonuses and stuff like that, right. whereas most other developers don't really do that kind of thing anymore. So I think a lot of the stuff that I have seen and they've put out, they somehow think it like cheapens that experience or something which isn't true at all so i don't know no i the thing is like if you don't care about it you can easily ignore it and it would just be for the people who actually do care about it well yeah and then like what the thing that i think is hilarious now is a lot of their games have in-game achievement systems like animal crossing so like yes animal crossing like i can open up a page that is just like 300 achievements and it's like well this just is an achievement system that you've built here yeah, and, and I think it would be very interesting to see like how Nintendo because they always do things differently. So it'd be very interesting to see how they would do like trophies or achievements. Yeah, like I would expect Nintendo's to be like uh, some of the 360 achievement things, like Mass Effect, where specific ones you would get would give you certain bonuses. Yes, I think they'd be very clever and well thought yeah. out. Where sometimes you play games and you're like, "This is kind of lazy, guys. You didn't put a lot of effort into this one." No, yeah, but I could see Nintendo doing stuff where it's like, oh, you got this achievement, you get this in-game reward or something, right. you know? And I mean, Smash also has achievement things, too, and it has since Brawl, so it just they are all over the place. 
<laughs> uh, you know, players don't like achievements or trophies. Yeah, play, they they uh, don't like being rewarded. Yeah, it's stupid. I hated it in Kirby's Air Ride. <laughs> they don't do a lot of like RPG stuff either. No, they really don't. Because other than um, Fire Emblem, I can't really think of anything else that is just like leveling up. Yeah, just like the stuff Monolith makes, the Xenoblade mm-hmm. games. So. Oh, and I've never touched one of those, which... but that's Xenoblade also has achievements in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I, every time they have an article, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You keep building mm-hmm. custom achievement systems in each of your games. Like, what? Come on. Uh, yeah, so... We got off track a little bit, but yeah. We did. Attaboy, Nintendo. And okay, so what's going on with the PS5 back backwards compatibility? They you just announced it. all their stuff today. Oh, is it what we've already known for a while? Uh, Yes and no. Okay. People are getting all up in arms because you don't have a PS4 Pro, but um, when you turn on boost mode, there is a specifically a warning that is like, oh, this might fuck up some games, but like, that's cool, whatever. Right. Uh, and so like they basically said that about PS5's boost mode as well. And now people are like losing their fucking brains. Uh, well, yeah, because I, like, I don't really know why companies are going to be pushing the graphics even more. So you're going to have to make that choice. I mean, like, did, did people think they were going to get 4K and like 60 frames per second? No, no, no. People are just worried that like their PS4 games will not work with the boost mode. Like they don't want oh. it to fuck up, Oh, okay. which is like which is like okay but that was the same with the ps4 pro and it was like very rare if any i've never had an issue i've always had the boost mode on uh i think there was one game where i had audio issues and it was a known bug that they patched later okay um so it's like it's one of those things where it's like yeah i would like ps4 games to load faster that would be tight and you just turn that on so they they are doing their thing where they're not like guaranteeing that you every game will work properly right because as when they guarantee every game will work well and then one doesn't then then they're in a hard spot so if they just say it will work most of the time and by most of the time they expect it to work every time it's just kind of like an insurance policy for them yes okay so the thing i thought was really funny was they listed 10 games specifically that will not work oh okay so they already know the games that won't work <laughs> they listed 10 games that will not work but okay. they said other ones may have specific issues or whatever make sure you test it beforehand anything of note no and it's like such a weird amalgamation of nothing like afro samurai 2 what well, that game was like broken wasn't it i know and so it's but like just some of them where you just look at the list and you're like well why do you think this doesn't work though? Like, <laughs> are these games so broken that like they just can't work and it will shatter the game? Wasn't or like Afro Samurai so broken they took it off the store? Yes, I believe Afro Samurai Two was so broken they took it off the store. So that might be one of the reasons why it has a Metacritic of twenty one. Oh yeah, it sucked ass. I'm guessing um, it's not the boost that's the issue. I'm just gonna throw that out there. No, so like that just doesn't work backwards compatibly. Period. Okay so like those 10 games they just don't work at all Mm -hmm. so if you put that in your ps5 it's gonna be like what the fuck is this no 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 (laughs) so that yeah there were 10 games that do not work backwards compatible and people were being weird about that and it was like these tell i haven't heard of seven of these games like what 
and none of them were like worth note or anything. Like I just remember Afro Samurai too because it was the first one on the list, and I was like, "That's weird and specific." Oh uh, yeah, I mean uh, DWVR, Manny. Like, yeah, what the fuck is that? I, I yeah, that, that like that's what I'm saying. Okay, like yeah, a lot of these are like, uh, like we sing. I bet that's more of like a copyright issue or something Mm -hmm. i would bet that as well uh hitman go i mean that was a phone game it was a phone game that that was one where it was like i don't get why this wouldn't work but whatever i'm guessing it's just one of those cases where they're like whatever we don't really care enough but yeah shadow complex remastered i guess that one is weird uh yeah i mean a lot of these i haven't even heard of but like we sing that's probably like something to do with the the copyrights that would be my mm-hmm. guess yeah but the, so those yeah those games just don't work backwards compatibly which is kind of strange but it's not like some huge game that everyone's going to be missing is on that list so yeah i mean and also i mean if it's that big of a deal just pop on your ps4 mm-hmm. and so they did confirm that it is basically you put in the ps4 disc and it just goes okay which is how it should be which is how it should be and that that is good to have that confirmed um you do have to keep the disc in uh you can't just like sure because install it, it and take it out because it needs to you know check to see if you know and it verify because otherwise you would install the game and then you could and just to... yeah you just get them all well then you could just sell it to GameStop mm-hmm. and then you have the game and you're getting your money back or whatever. So mm-hmm. like that makes sense. Yeah. It does. Yeah. So like all the stuff is makes sense. The part where it gets like a little murky is the save transfer stuff, which already was weird with Yakuza because they said you can't transfer the PS4 save to PS5 mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, they confirmed two specific ones that you can do PS4 to PS5 with. And that is Miles Morales and the Sackboy game. But they said, other than that, it is on developers to make that happen. So apparently Sega was just like, fuck that. I'm not doing that for Yakuza. I, I don't know. Well, I assume the infrastructure is basically the same. It's just a more powerful hardware, right? Yeah. And so like the other thing that it wasn't fully clear to me is like. I it seems like the PS4 saves should just pull over from the cloud. So like if I wanted to play Monster Hunter, it should work. But i that wasn't like fully clear it should work that way mm-hmm. but i don't i don't know for sure um and so yeah that that is the stuff that they put out today it's basically just like yeah backwards compatibility will work as you thought it would um and then a couple developers tweeted out stuff that was like oh yeah this is what improvements you can expect from our game and ghosts of tsushima will run at 60 frames a second on the ps5 Oh, I guess we could talk about that as well. That is so tight. I want to play Ghost of Tsushima at 60 frames per second. That is double the frame rate mm-hmm. of the game. That's fucking insane. Also, that multiplayer mode dropped this week. It did, and they apparently added Spirit Dogs. And New Game Plus. To the single player mode. So if I get in there, I might be able to have a fun Ghost Dog. You're not going to play it. But what if it's 60 frames a second? You're not going to play it because you're going to be playing other things. I know, but it will be fun to look at it at 60 frames a second. You're going to be looking at Cyberpunk at 60 frames a second. I know. It's going to be so good. Is that a disappointed game at this point? 
Uh, yeah, other than Bug Snacks. I mean, it's pretty good. Really? Okay. No, nah, Bug Snacks seems cool. I probably it is probably my most anticipated, other than Yakuza. Okay, because like, like for me, it's Spider Man. Yeah. And I know you're probably excited about Spider-Man, but not as high mm-hmm. as the other two. Yeah. And so, yeah, the backwards compatibility stuff works mm-hmm. as intended. They you should still be able to buy DLC and uh, everything for PS4 games right from the store. They also announced that they are like making changes to their web store so that you can buy PS4 and PS5 games on it. But they are removing the ability to buy PS3 and Vita games, I believe, uh, or something. Okay, I that that's probably for the best. So then you would have to go on their the actual console itself to right. buy those things now. Um, so that's fine. <clears throat> but I just think it's cool that a lot of developers are saying like, oh yeah, like this is the specific thing that will be better. So like it would be buck ass wild if Naughty Dog was just like, guess what? These games run at 60 frames a second now. Get it. Because they would look fucking crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, I can't even imagine Uncharted. Oh, I see. That's what I'm so excited about is because like I still don't have that. Like, I have my 4K TV, but I haven't been able to experience any games in 4K yet. Yeah, yeah. Because I still have the base of both of them, so it's just like, oof. That's really why I wanted to get a new console this this fall because I could finally experience some of that stuff. I've heard that Ratchet and Clank the like the remake in 2016 looks incredible if you have 4k yeah oh ghost of sushi will also have faster load times which might as well just mean that it doesn't have them <laughs> yeah I, yeah <laughs> so, like fast travel already happens like mm-hmm. in instantly. let's say four seconds mm-hmm. like just you just you're just there mm-hmm. <laughs> instantaneously now like that's crazy uh, yeah i don't know how they pulled that one off and yeah, that's just like, it seems like that's not even a patch thing. That's just like, if you put Ghost of Tsushima into a PS5, one of the options is play this at 60 frames per second. So cool. that's cool. Yes. Um, and the last thing that I had on here was Bug Snacks, everyone's favorite new Young Horses release, is launching with the PS5 uh, on November 12th. It is also coming to PS4 and the Epic Game Store on PC. They released a bunch of footage. A lot of people got to play. I watched the video that Brad Shoemaker did for giantbomb.com. And he played like a half hour of it. And that game looks like uh, really fun. And also like it might be hiding a secret nightmare. Oh, so I can't wait to play it because everything is like fun and cool. But then they like eat the bug snacks and like their limbs get replaced with a part of the bug snack so like dude eats a french fry and then like all of a sudden his legs a french fry hmm. and i feel like there's going to be some weird like david cronenberg-esque shit at the end where it's like you find out that they're eating themselves and then they become the bug snacks or i, I have no idea but everything seems fun and you like you trap the bug snacks in cages and then feed them to people and take pictures of them and you have a snackopedia and they all have dumb names like is there like a progression like what's the point of the game uh you are an investigative journalist and you have to interview everyone on the island about bug snacks i guess or like what it's like to live on the island because it's the only place in the world where they exist okay 
Uh, and then, yeah, you have to do quests for those people before they will let you do the interview. And then I don't know if once you do all 12 interviews, if like that's the end of the game or if then you there is some other task. Uh, someone So someone went missing. The person, like the founder of the island went missing. And I think the ultimate goal is to like find out what happened to them. It's like a fun mystery game. Oh, I didn't. I did not expect that. I, that that is not how I expected that game to go. No, and so yeah, then it just has like weird like capture mechanics and like Pokemon type cataloging of stuff. And then, I don't know. Is there like a Metroid aspect to it where you need to like eat a certain bug to advance to the next? So not that I had seen, and I don't know that you eat bug snacks. So far, it seems like you only feed them to people. Okay. And then it seems like there's a mechanic where someone makes it so that you can like make it like change specific limbs. Uh, but that didn't come into play in the early footage either. I mean, it was like literally the first like 30, 40 minutes of the right, game. Right. So it's hard to say. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. So maybe I, I would expect that. Uh, but I, I don't know. Okay. Cool. It just looks interesting and it's like really weird that it was like announced that that Sony thing and then came out of nowhere and it was like they were working on this for a long time. So and then people really fell in love with the music. Yeah, I think their last game was the second Octodad. And that was like a long time, long time ago. ago. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's cool that it's launching. So there will at least be an indie title on the PS5 right away. So. Which and I, it's not like super graphically crazy, so on PS4 it should be just fine as well. I, I would guess it'll run just fine, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, I'm tired tonight. Um, me too. Are you ready to move on to the games? I am. I played two games, which is earth shattering. I know. I couldn't believe it myself. Um. So the first one I played is Creatures of Aether, which Rivals of Aether is a Smash-like game that is excellent. Mm-hmm. If you like Super Smash Brothers, uh, you should check that out. It was made by Dan Fornace and his small team. Um, <clears throat> I didn't know what they were going to do after they did Rivals of Aether, and they like are still supporting it quite well with like tournament scenes and prize pools and stuff. Uh, and then he, like as a joke, made a dating sim called... I... Oh, fuck dating something of aether anyways that was like a free april fool's joke and then i saw all of a sudden he started tweeting about a card game and i was like you know i would play a card game that has stuff from the world of rivals of aether in it because it's all like just elemental style animals Mm -hmm. and that i don't know i like animals right and uh the game, it was in uh, closed beta on PC for a while, but it just came out uh, for free on Android and iOS. And so I got in because it just came out and I do really like it. The thing is, though, I feel like it should be illegal <laughs> because it is literally just the Final Fantasy VIII card game. <laughs> Okay. Like in in Final Fantasy VIII, uh, Triple Triad is the card game, and you what happens is you basically are on like a the grid size is different, but in Final Fantasy, I think it's a four by four grid, and you place a card down on the grid, and there is a number on each side of the card, and if the number is larger that is touching the other card, then that card flips over, and it is under the other player's control, and whoever has the most 
uh, cards flipped over to their color at the end wins. Mm -hmm. It's basically like Othello, but with power ups. Okay. Um, so it's like, it's a pretty simple card game. It doesn't take a lot to, uh, do it, but it is a little bit more complex in triple triad in that it's not just like, Oh, flip these. You just flip the cards over. Some of them can like, uh, power up the board so they can make spaces that make it so like, Oh, this one's an air elemental. So each one, if you put an air card here, it gets plus one to the four numbers or whatever. Um, and some of them can like increase defense, but it is a, it is a free to play game. And uh, I did pay $5 for the battle pass because I had $20 of Google play credit. So I wasn't actually spending any of my money. Mm. And that just makes it so that I can unlock more cards and get more of the currency faster. Um, it still is pretty buggy. Like the name is, does not display correctly on my phone screen. Oh, which I think is really interesting. Like there's a dash in the middle of it and there's no spaces. <laughs> and I don't know if that's intentional or what the fuck is happening with that. Um, and sometimes when I get cards, they will not have any art associated with them. Like it'll just be a blank card. And I think that's just a bug. Um, but yeah, you start off and you train on AI people and then eventually it gets to a point where you uh, start playing other people, which is stressful, and I don't like doing that, but I have won almost all my matches so far because apparently people don't know how numbers work. Uh, so that's cool. And what I like about it is, so like, say this game doesn't end up being very popular after its release. Um, it only forces you to wait in a matchmaking queue for 30 seconds before you can just play AI. Mm -hmm. And so the way you advance through the game is basically when you win uh, it gives you these things called victory points and however many victory points you have, you can move on to the next area or whatever. So someday if this game is dead or like the servers are taken down, you could still just play the single player. You would just have to wait 30 seconds and then play an AI and it would act the same. So I think that's a smart decision because I think a lot of online only games don't take into account the fact that people might not always be playing them to be matched against. Right. Especially like if the only other person left playing the game is someone who has like the fucking best cards in the game and you have a beginner's deck and you're never going to win. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think they, they think they did a smart job and I think that they will be able to like keep going with the battle pass and like introducing new cards and characters and stuff. It is a fun game. I enjoy it quite a bit. Cool. Uh, is it something that you could see yourself playing for a while or at least just kind of hopping in every once in a while type of thing? Yeah, or? hopping in every once in a while. So like I tend to only do it when I know I have like a couple free minutes because your turns are timed. Okay. So like just so you don't just fucking sit there forever and make the other person wait. Um, but then they have some other single player stuff like you can enter dungeons or whatever and those are all against AI so you can just turn the game off and come back whenever but yeah I whenever I have a couple free minutes I had been playing it this week just like I don't have anything else to do right now I'll check this out while I dick around or whatever so yeah I, I am enjoying it I hope that they uh, continue to add to it and it ends up being successful because I think like that's what I, I wondered if he was going to keep trying to make games in the rivals of Aether universe or what he was going to do. And so I'm glad that he found something he can do to keep working with this world and characters. Do you think this is going to do well, or do you think it's going to end up just kind of being one of these games that comes out, people play it at launch and then it's kind of forgotten in a couple months. Uh, I think it's going to get forgotten in a couple months just because like rivals of Aether 
isn't even that popular. And right. This is like a, just a weird free to play card game, but maybe because it's free to play, it will get a lot more people on mobile. Yeah, yeah, and mobile is such a huge platform anyway, so. And actually, I didn't check. I don't know if it is, like, available on Steam, because I you should be able to log in to your account and then, like, have cross, uh, like, cross-save support. Because mm-hmm. it, it seemed to suggest that you would just log into an account and it would have uh, progress wherever you were, so. I'm, I'm on the Twitter, and it says it's available for iOS and Android. Okay. So it seems yeah. like it's just those two. Yeah. But yeah, that's cool. And it saves all your progress on the server. So you don't have to worry about like losing your shit or whatever. If you get a new phone. Oh yeah. Which I, I it, that's gotta be a standard now, right? It is a standard, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, sometimes you worry about that in a game where you paid for it and you're like, is this going to transfer over mm-hmm. or not? I don't know. Especially on Android, that stuff can get weird. So I sure. Yeah. So yeah, that that's what I got about Creatures of Aether. The other game I played, finally, after years of waiting, a game I kickstarted came out. <laughs> uh, Iconfell is a turn-based tactical RPG about a wizarding school. Mm-hmm. Um, it is on Game Pass. So if people want to check it out, it's on Game Pass. It is on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, and it is just, it's a turn-based RPG about a uh, a wizarding school, and it has a lot of uh, LGBTQ stuff in it. Oh. Seems like maybe every character's gay. I don't know. Uh, okay. But that that's interesting. I so I I do really really like this game. Okay, uh, I played cool. for like five and a half hours last night, uh, and it's because I like, as you know, turn based RPGs. Right. Um, and it's not just like oh select attack and then go. You actually have to position the people on the board, and then Ooh, I like so, that kind of I like that kind of turn based strategy. Yeah, I think you should look at the gameplay. You might you might actually be kind of into the gameplay portion of it. Okay. Um, cool. And so, like, they all have specific types of spells. Right now, I only have three characters, and I think there's, like, seven. Uh, you don't have them all on the field at the same time. I think you can only have three on the field at once. Uh, but I only have the three, and so they each have specific kinds of uh, spells. So the main character, uh, her name is Merit. She is uh, she uses fire spells. And so, like, as you level up, you get access to more and more spells. I think the maximum amount of things that people have is eight by the time they're max level or whatever. And I'm halfway. I have four of their spells now. Um, And certain ones do certain things. So it's like, oh, this one is just like it can attack like four spaces away and does whatever amount of damage. And then some are like, oh, this person can heal or can poison the enemy, whatever they're all just very various different types of skills like that. Uh, and it also has elements of like uh, paper Mario slash Mario RPG stuff where it's, you, there's timing. So uh, the better you time it, the more damage you do, or like the higher the effect of your stat buff uh, stuff like that. And so, yeah, the battle system is really fun. The story I am not quite sold on yet. Like people in reviews have said that it really pays off at the end, but maybe the first half is like kind of a drag, like not a lot happens. 
so you play as uh, Merit, who I talked about earlier. She was just a regular human who had no magic powers, but some weird stuff has been happening in the world and animals and people have just been getting magic powers randomly. Um, so she, her sister, Safina, went to the magic school and she didn't come home for the summer. And so she went to look for her and ends up uh, gaining magical powers and going into the school to look for her sister. And the whole crux of the game is you are working with your sister's friends to find out what happened to her and where she went and why everything is all weird with magic and stuff. Um, so the plot has not really gotten much deeper than that. There's mm. some like weird, interesting stuff where like, I don't know, like it might as well just be Harry Potter, man. Cause there's like, instead of the ministry of magic, it's the coven and shit like that. And there's just so many things that I see and I'm like, Ooh, that's a Harry Potter thing, but okay, you cool. know, sh- cool. sure. Um, and yeah, you, so like the, you're not actually like going to class or anything because the school is shut down because of all the weird stuff that's happening. So it's basically like, you're just kind of going through the buildings of the school, like their dungeons to like, look for professors or like, look for people and stuff. Um, the music is fucking fantastic because I love the TV show, Steven universe and the music in it. And they got the same composer. Oh, cool. And I actually thought it was amazing because they tweeted how it happened. Uh, they tweeted at the composer of Steven Universe and were like, they DM'd him and said, hey, I'm making this game uh, on Kickstarter and like, here's what it looks like. I think it would be really cool if you would do the music for it. We have a publisher and Humble Bundle and so like we can pay you and I would even like to do revenue split on it. And the person, the composer just responded and was like, yo, this game looks so sick. I would love Mm, to do it. (laughs) And so that is awesome. And I really do like the music. There are some vocal tracks so far in it that I have not been a huge fan of, but all of the non-vocal music I've really liked a lot. But I am like five and a half hours in and I'm on chapter three. I don't know how many there are originally, which I think is funny, which is why the game took so much longer than it was supposed to to come out. It was originally supposed to be like a 10, 15 hour, like small RPG experience. And now it's like 30 hours or something and has like a fuckload of side quests and like a ton more stuff than they were originally going to put in it because I guess they just like had so much fun working on it that they just kept adding to it and adding to it. And now it's, this really big thing that took up like five to six years of their life. Uh, And so I I like it so far. I hope that it pans out the whole way through, but at least the battle system pulls me through usually in RPGs like this, if the battle system is good enough and like makes me enjoy going into fights, then I'll, I'll stick through to the end. And there has been nothing I dislike a lot so far. So I mean, I'm sold. So I, uh, while you were talking, I went on my phone and I started downloading the games. So, yeah, it's probably done. It took approximately two seconds. I, I think was, it's like a hundred meg or something. It was uh, under four hundred megabytes. So it okay, yeah. So they... <laughs> um, so I don't know if I'm going to play it right now. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I'm playing South Park, mm-hmm. and that is very similar. It is. Yes. Uh, so... The only thing that bummed me out about this was because I backed the Kickstarter, I was supposed to get the game two weeks before it released, which was yesterday. Mm -hmm. But because they made the game pass deal, uh, they weren't allowed to do that anymore. Mm. So I did not get the game early, which is fine because whatever, but they said they are trying to work on something to give uh, people who backed at that tier. Yeah. I mean, like I think it's hard to get too mad because like at game pass, I'm sure they, 
got a really good deal to the point where it's mm-hmm. like, hey, we spent five years of our lives on this. Yeah. We need to get money back so we can live. Well, what I think is really cool about it, too, is like a lot of these indie games, it's like this. Uh, this was mostly one person with a couple other people on the team. So like very small team. Right. And they originally just did the Kickstarter and then they got picked up by Humble, Humble Bundle, uh-huh. which was like a big deal. And then they were on Game Pass as well. And it was like, well, you just hit the whole trifecta there. Yes. Uh, so, so close cool to getting uh, that. Uh, the Epic Game Store the exclusivity. Epic, yeah, that Epic <laughs> Game Store money. <laughs> said they got that microsoft funny mm-hmm. so well they could have got I, I don't know they could have so yeah that's cool for them the game seems really cool it just came out yesterday but i've already played it for five and a half hours if that says anything so yeah i mean that says a lot yeah but i don't even play games like any i don't play video games for five hours anymore like in a day and that is gonna yeah, make... i just like sat down and was like oh i'm gonna keep doing this <laughs> that is going to make extra life very interesting for me because mm-hmm. I have completely changed and I don't really allow myself to play more than three hours per day. <laughs> and that's going to be different, a little different. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so, yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting and fun. Uh, but I assume, did you, did you play anything else or did you pretty much just sitting around waiting for Eichenfell to come out? Uh, I played a lot of Animal Crossing this week. Okay. It's getting spooky out there. Ooh, I've got a lot scary. of... Sp- pumpkins growing a lot of pumpkins and shit that's really it not to get off track a little bit but i kind of wanted to ask you like how do you feel about halloween movies uh i generally like halloween movies because like i like the idea of halloween movies but like there's not really any halloween movies for me you know, so I am a very weird case because okay. blood makes me pass out. Yeah. So like you can't so, do horror. Uh huh. So I don't like horror movies that much, even though I guess if blood didn't make me pass out, I would probably try to because uh, I don't know. People like watching horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am in a weird spot where I like stuff when it's spooky, but also really like cute and fun. Right. So I like Scooby Doo movies, like okay. Scooby Doo and well, the yeah. Scooby Doo and the Ghoul School and stuff like that. Uh, uh, do they have any like? Ho- they must have some Halloween specific ones. They do have some Halloween specific ones. Um, and th- those like animated ones are pretty good. Like mm-hmm. I, the Nightmare Before Christmas is my favorite movie, which right, doubles right. as uh, Halloween and Christmas. But that's a musical. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And just like games, like a uh, Costume Quest is like that exact kind of aesthetic, yes, where yes. it's like, ah, yes, there's like it's Halloween time, but you know, right. it's still fun and cool. Because like, because like, it feels like for me as it's either you got to watch the horror movies, which I'm more with mm-hmm. you. I'm not really into them. Or you got like the really kiddie Disney movie, you know, Halloween stuff. Yeah, the, I, there really is not much in between. No, there, like you either sure. got to watch like Halloween Town mm-hmm. or like Hocus Pocus or you got to watch Saw. Yeah, <laughs> which I watched Hocus Pocus for the first time a couple weeks ago and I enjoyed that. Yeah, so. I, I'm sure I would enjoy it. I, I don't know if I would enjoy Halloween Town as a 30 year old. So I have never seen it, but people okay. have told me that I would like it. So I don't know if that's true. I think Maybe it's we'll find Disney out Plus. sometime. And it should be. Mm-hmm. I think there's a sequel. I, think I, a I I know there's a sequel. Oh shit! Because well, I I definitely watched it, you know, as a child. Because yeah. like they would play it all the time, you know, the Halloween mo- Halloween Town movies, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day on Disney Channel. But I'm definitely not watching Disney Channel as an adult. 
I mean, I might, maybe I'll watch Halloween Town. Who knows? If I'll, I'll report back if I do. Let you know how it goes. <laughs> okay, Manny. There uh-huh. is Halloween Town. Okay. Halloween Town Two. All right. Halloween Town High. Oh, jeez. And then return to the Halloween Town. Oh fuck! Well, I bet it's like most things where only the first two are good. Uh probably. I mean, good I, with extreme air quotes on a Disney Channel original. I was movie. gonna say they're all Disney Channel <laughs> original movies. So, but I bet the Halloween Town High is something high school related. That's yeah, just, or they're just they're smoking a lot of weed. I I have doubts of that. <laughs> but you know what? It get me to watch. I'd watch that. I would. I would watch. I would watch a stoner comedy about Halloween. Mm-hmm. Do those exist? I don't know. Mm, probably not. Uh, there. Okay. So now this is really off track. Uh, yeah, net, yeah. There, there's a new Netflix original movie with Adam Sandler that is a Halloween movie. Oh, cool. And Matt, it looks so shitty. I can't even believe it. I cannot believe how shitty it looks. It doesn't look like. All his Netflix movies. I, I, I've never seen another trailer for a Netflix movie. I can't. Oh. It's, uh, it's got some weird name. It's like Hubie Hubby. Hubby Halloween. Hubby Halloween. And like he just has that dumb voice where he sounds like an idiot and he's really stupid and no one likes him in his town. But like Halloween. And it, it just looks like a fucking trash fire. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about it, really. Would it surprise you if I told you that Kevin James was in the movie? No, and he has this really weird beard. I watched the trailer and I was what, just like, what this if, looks like a fucking shit show. Keenan Thompson's in it too. What about Rob Schneider? Does that surprise you? Uh, wait, is Rob Schneider the I, werewolf or is that Steve Buscemi? Uh, Steve Buscemi's in it, yeah. Okay, Steve Buscemi is a werewolf in this film. Spoilers. Also, Shaquille O'Neal is in this What movie. the fuck? Oh my god, what is Shaquille O'Neal doing in this film? So... Alright, I'm back in. <laughs> You're not gonna watch it. I will never watch this movie. It looks so bad. I, will, I cannot waste my time on that. So instead, I, I might watch Halloween Town. <laughs> so. Now I kind of want to see how it how it holds up. I might Jesus, watch Jesus, man, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, okay. yeah. He he hasn't played basketball in a while, man. He uh, he needs the money. Yeah, after his illustrious rap career, he really needs to get into the acting. He did. Was it Kazam? Yes, I have the novelization of Kazam. Why do you have the novelization of Kazam? That's, you know, we can't get onto that <laughs> here. We can. <laughs> we can. We can do whatever we want, Manny. Uh, that is true. No, so uh, there was a point where I was buying the novelizations of movies so that I could read them audiobook style. Uh, and I only ended up reading Space Jam's novelization. Okay. <laughs> I've heard some of that because I remember yeah. Giant Bomb years ago. Jeff Gersman, like, I think on yeah, he a, was reading a chapters of it from yes. Unprofessional Friday. Yes. So. <laughs> uh-huh. so yeah, I at least have some familiarity uh, with that one, which I remember that one like. The chapters were really short, and every- oh, they're so short! It takes like it took like twenty minutes. So I somewhere I would have to find it if people really want this. I have me reading the Space Jam novelization uh, in each chapter as a specific MP3. Oh wait, wait, wait! You were recording your own audiobook? 
Yes. For for what? For to give to someone as a birthday gift. Oh, really? Yes. Did they appreciate it? Yes, Calvin appreciated okay. it very much. Okay, I can see Calvin appreciating it, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, and so then I was like, well, I should do this with other things. And I don't know if you know this, but there is a sequel to Good Burger, but it's only in book form. Oh. Good Burger 2. So I have the novelization of Good Burger 2. <laughs> I have the novelization of Kazam or Shazam, whatever one with Shaquille O'Neal. It's Kazam, because Shazam, Kazam is uh, the yeah. Marvel, or not the Marvel, the DC character. Yes, uh, and I have another one too that I can't think of at the moment. I was going to read those, but I decided to retire from audiobook recordings. Uh, probably because you hate your voice. Uh, you... I don't like it, but uh, Space Jam took a lot out of me. I, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was uh, it was hard to read it and not laugh. There are definitely parts where I editorialize it a little bit because I'm like, what the fuck is this sentence? Like, what the fuck is happening here? Uh, because in a lot of that, like without the context of seeing what's happening in the movie, you're like, what is this sentence? Mm. Like, what the fuck? Space Jam. <laughs> I, I have no idea where I would find that now, but I do have it somewhere. So if people really are clamoring for the Space Jam audiobook, I can hook them up. Uh, maybe Kelvin has it. He may still. I, I can probably look at my, it's probably in my Google Drive or in my email or something. That's, that's. I, that is not what I would have expected. So, yeah. Well, there you go. You do, everybody's learning more about me. I learned a, a lot about today. You. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> and you said we couldn't go there, and we went well, there. you know, I didn't want to talk about Good Burger too because it just it blew my mind. There's a sequel to Good Burger, and it's just a book. Good Burger to go. Yep. So I have that. <laughs> is it good? Uh, I didn't read it. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, sorry. I can't. I mean, Good Burger is just such a fantastic film. That <laughs> I don't know how it could be topped, to be honest with you. I'm sure there's a lot of deep character nuance and everything in it. Uh, yeah, I, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. But you know what does have deep character nuance, Matt? Fast Five. Oof. <laughs> It is, it's deep. It, it is so deep. It has there are, depth. Oh my God. That, uh, you know, very few movies or franchises <laughs> can even come close to. Very few films have ever come close <laughs> to the extreme depth of all the characters in this film. And that's what I love about it the mm-hmm. most. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And every scene where they try to actually have emotional depth is really funny. And it's not supposed to be, but it definitely is. And I feel bad that I laughed at a couple points. Uh, can you, I, do you want to do what we did last week where you kind of break down everything that happened? Uh, bef- There's too many things that happen, but yes, I can do that. I, I just, I thought that was a good way to do it. And I, I kind of yeah. enjoyed it. So. Okay. And I feel like you've watched this movie enough that you could probably I do have it seen in this sleep. movie a thousand times. I might even be able to like recite it from memory. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So, oh my God, the beginning is so stupid. It's so, it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. If everyone, if you have not seen fast five, I don't even, I don't give a fuck if you've seen the other ones. Just do this one. If you think stupid Wait, action no, 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 no. for you, watch four. You can that's fine. You can skip the first three, but like watch four and then watch five. But what I what I also love about this movie is if you can't skip the first three, <laughs> you can. I mean, you can. We'll get there. I have deep thoughts about this film. 
Uh, so yeah, the beginning is right. Yeah. About as deep as the characters. Um, No, I could write like a college level thesis on this film if given the opportunity. Uh, Anyways, the beginning of this film takes place right after uh, the fourth movie, Fast and Furious, uh, where Mia, Brian, and the two people, the um, Spanish rappers, are Mm -hmm. going after the prison bus that Dom is on. And Matt... How impossible is what happens on a scale of, let's say, one to ten? I would say a thousand. No, I think. What do you? Oh my god! No. Okay, so I, I didn't remember. I, yeah. Uh huh. Because like, <laughs> you have to have in context of the series and this movie. In that sense, like this is like a seven. Because no, there dude, are more no, ridiculous things no, that happen. No, no, after. no, 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 no. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. No, there is mm-hmm. a point at the beginning of this movie where the laws of time and space are broken. Okay, it is a huge bus. Right, they are in regular size cars, man. Fucking Paul Walker slams on the brakes and the bus goes over his car. Bitch, his car would have been destroyed. It disintegrated. It would have been completely run over. No, because it is literally what happens is hilarious because like he just like nicks the brakes and the bus fucking flies over and then rolls over like a hundred times. And while I do think this is cool, it might be the most impossible thing that has ever happened in this franchise. No, you can't say that. <laughs> when we know that Hobbs and Shaw exists. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Hobbs and Shaw gets pretty buck wild, but I'm saying like at least other times I feel like they try to take the laws of reality into okay. thought. Just in four, Vin Diesel jumped out of the car into another car and kicked that you guy could, out of the car. You could, you no, could you could not. That. You could not do that when going seventy miles an hour. <laughs> listen, all NASA doesn't blow up either. But like, listen, I'm just saying. It's impossible. His car would have been destroyed. Um, and so yeah, it uh, blows up. It fucking the bus blows up. It rolls over like three thousand times. Everybody dies. No, nobody Dom, dies except Dom. I don't think anybody dies. I think everybody dies. Is that what happens? It's hard to to because like they don't really say either way. They're just like one gets away. That's pretty much all they said. Like, okay, everyone well, else is accounted for. Ever there's one missing. Either way, you know who would have been dead on that bus? Everyone. Everyone. Because <laughs> it rolled over, let's say, about 1,500 times. See, here's what I like to think in my own <laughs> narrative of this. Because like, if you remember okay. the end of 4, uh, yep. cut to Dom and he smirks when he sees them coming. Yeah. He sees that and he's like, I'm going to put on my seatbelt. And he puts on his seatbelt, and then he's the only one who survives. Yeah, because the ceiling caving in, the seatbelt really would have helped him. They would have been flipping, and they would have been flying all over the place, but Dom's just kind of sitting there waiting. He he knows what's happening. You know, he's he prepared himself. That's fair. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Seatbelts, um, they save lives. <laughs> they save seatbelts, save lives. And I've always said that, especially in the Fast and the Furious universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that they they break him out of there, and then they uh, it, time goes by, and it cuts to uh, Brian and Mia in uh, Rio in Brazil, and they are uh, looking for their friend Vince, 
who's in the and first movie who's in the first movie you may remember him uh he calls brian busta the whole time um which is a weird nickname but whatever um and they they get there and they meet up with vince and they get fed and you find out that uh mia is pregnant uh well no you Big don't reveals it, is that when you find out? Or I guess like is. Vince's because wife she, asks, yes, like, it, does she know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Vince's wife knows. Vince has a wife. That's mm-hmm. weird. He seems like a douche tool, so I wouldn't have expected him to get married. Uh, and Vince says, hey, I have this job that we're going to do. We're going to steal these cars. And I was going to wait until Dom got back, but he's not back. And you guys the way you were ravenously eating seem like you could use some cash money mm-hmm. because you're on the run. And so they, Brian makes the call to do that. And they, uh, they go out and they're stealing some cars from a fucking train. Awesome. And awesome. it is awesome. The whole, th- the whole, this whole movie's awesome. And the, yeah, they steal from a train. Brian and Mia get the keys Wait, to the cars. Uh, I th- you missed the scene in between. Well, what happened in between where Dom shows up? They show Dom show up. Like you don't know who he is. Well, not only that, but they like they clearly show Dom show up, and then like at the very at the start of the next scene, they show Dom showing up on the train, and then like Mia's like so happy to see him, and like she hugs him. And I'm yes, like, so they were already so you think they didn't know Dom was there? At they that didn't. Point. I, that's what I was kind of wondering. Like, were they on the train already? And the only, the only person who knew Dom was Dom had showed up was Vince. Was Vince? Yes. Okay. Yes. So then, yeah, they are. They get the keys uh, to these cars that were apparently like impounded uh, or something, and by then DEA, um, by, US, D, by the DEA, the yeah, the US, US DEA, yeah. and they're in Brazil, Rio. De- Brazil, yeah, uh, yep, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And then you see the plasma cutter come through the wall of the fucking train car and which, it is Dom and Vince. Yeah, which is so cool because they actually show like from the inside of the train mm-hmm. and you can see the outline and you're like, oh, that, that looks kind of cool. And so that's that scene is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then they basically uh, you have this really weird truck that they are like pushing the cars onto and then dropping them off the back. Mm hmm. Uh, and then uh, they realize that shit's going pretty sideways and that they're going to get fucked over by the people that they are with. And uh, they start beating the shit out of each other. And then this whole scene is this whole the whole thing is just fucking something else where Vin Diesel is fighting a bunch of dudes. Paul Walker is like fucking jumping onto the other weird truck and like trying to fight the guy out of it. Mm-hmm. And they're th- th- just. I don't even remember how the gasoline starts leaking. Uh, that's because like uh, Brian is fighting with them, and then the car or the truck gets like turned around, and it starts going sh- like a beeline right to the train, and like bashes into the train. Okay, and that's and that's when the gas leak starts. That's yeah, when like the and- fire and the gas leak, and Brian sees that, and he starts like scrambling to get away. Yeah, there's a because it's going to explode, mm-hmm. and then we, you know, it's an action scene. And in the end, Brian is like maybe gonna die, but Dom uh, gets there in time and he is able to jump onto his car. And well, yeah, then they like realize the they're cool about part. to go off a cliff. You missed the cool part where Dom gets into the car and then drives the car just straight off the train. 
Yeah, and that would have just absolutely destroyed all of that car. Yes. But that's, it's fine. It's fine here. God, the next movie is so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Six is insane. Uh, and so, yeah, then they drive it right off the cliff yep. and they both jump off the well vin diesel jumps out of the car paul walker off the car and they both would have probably broken most of their bones from how high up they were when they hit the water i see that i never know the height they either would have been dead or most of their bones in their body would have been shattered but yeah but then you would drown because like how do you swim in well vin diesel is just he's so strong that he would have been able he would have survived with broken like every broken bone in your body Mm -hmm. yeah maybe he can breathe underwater i don't know (laughs) i'm saying in real life oh in real life yeah they would have died for sure they would have died uh and oh boy the plot the plot of this movie is such and a after this they're then they they fall into the water and then uh, the people that they double crossed or whatever they they were double crossing vin diesel whatever oh yes they yes, yes, yes. they get captured and, and then captured. they are chained up yes and it is uh fuck i can't remember the guy's first name reyes is like a drug dealer mm-hmm well, he's like basically he, he does everything. Yeah, he's like all everything. the illegal activities. Yes. Yeah, and he wants the car that they had taken because he needed it for a specific reason and he's going to like beat it out of them or whatever. Uh, they escape. They get out wait, of that wait, situation. Wait. We got to We got to address how he, they escape. Dominic Dom is tied up, like chained up. He just pulls it apart. He just pulls that shit <laughs> apart. He just is like hulks the fuck yes. out of that shit. Yep. Yep. He just rips the handcuffs off, starts fighting the guy. They escape. They get back to the favelas and uh, they're like trying to figure out why they want this car or whatever. He mm. ends up getting into a fight with Vince who comes back later than they did uh, because he thinks that Vince knew they were like going to fuck him over or whatever. Um, and that he should have known better um, and basically says like you're out of the family not really but that's what he means mm-hmm. and then later Vince comes back in at night because he does know what they wanted and it was a chip mm-hmm. that was inside the car that basically uh, is like all the information about Rhea's whole operation and like the specifically the money that he has stored in a bunch of safe houses. Yes. The money houses. Mm-hmm. And Dom sees him and says, boy, I wish I didn't see this. And mm-hmm. then it kicks him out for realsies. So he's out of the family. He's out of the fam. Uh, and then. The, I, the, they, I can tell you what happens next. Okay. 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 The, one of the best scenes in, in the series. And you want to know okay. why? Why? Because this is when. You, ju- you see a plane fly in and then you oh, hear someone talking. Yes. And who's talking, yes. Manny? It's the rock. <laughs> and you're like, this is when you start cheering. Well, this is when I start cheering. So, okay. Okay. I, I can't believe I almost forgot about the scene. Mm-hmm. So the rock comes and he is there to uh-huh. search for uh, Dom and Brian and Mia. Uh, Luke Hobbs is his name. Mm-hmm. And he's like giving orders to these people all around him on his squad or whatever. And he's talking to a Brazilian police officer mm-hmm. and they're offering him people uh, to like help him out. And he specifically asks for this 
uh, girl officer who's just like a rookie beat cop. Who's been on, on the force for like six months. Yeah. And the guy says, like, why? Why would you want her? She's very inexperienced. And he just says, I like her smile. <laughs> and it, it, well, he wanted two things. And that was one. And the other yeah. was to stay the fuck out of his way. Yes. Um, Which is this smile, a PG-13 but... movie? Yeah, I think he can only use it once. I was going to say, I think they saved the, the fuck for just that one moment, which I, I think they, they used it well there. Yeah, uh, but I, God, what a one-liner. I like oh, yeah, yeah. Smile. <laughs> and, then she, and then when she eventually arrives, she's like, my smile's not that good. My smile's not that great. And then he basically tells her why uh, he asked for her, and it was because her husband was a cop who was killed uh, basically like in the middle of the street, and no one did anything about it because Reyes is such a in control of everything basically um and so that's why she joined the force was to try to like rectify that mm-hmm. whole situation or whatever so he um and so he he knew that she couldn't be like bought by right. the dirty cops or whatever uh and so the, see this is where the scenes blend together in my mind because they cut from place to place mia tells dom and brian that she can't run anymore because she's pregnant uh this is that is you're right, because like the the three go. No, that's after that. That is after because. Oh, you're right. It is after because they are in the favelas, and then Reyes's guys come to kill them. But Hobbs and his crew are there as yes. well. Yes, and then they have a lot of fun gunfighting action. I just and are just running all over the favelas <laughs> and shooting everything. I my favorite moment. Because like mm-hmm. Hobbs, he's a he's a U.S. government employee mm-hmm. uh, on f- a foreign country soil, mm-hmm. and he just murders everyone. <laughs> oh yeah, well I mean like look at the look at the dude. He doesn't have to give a fuck. <laughs> I mean at one Who's point stop him? he grabs a guy's gun and just blasts him. Because uh-huh. there's it's one versus three. He then takes a knife and just stabs the other guy in the neck, and then grabs the guy's head and just snaps his neck. And I was like, "That's a triple homicide." <laughs> I don't think he has the authority to do that in another country. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. He's they're the guys that the FBI calls when they need to find someone. Uh-huh. I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can do anything he does in this no, fucking no, no, movie. No. Oh. Well, especially the uh, ending. Yeah, and it's just like... Yeah, so they go through that whole thing. The, the only really important scene outside of the action is that uh, Dom saves Elena from getting shot, and then he drops his uh, cross necklace from Letty, and she picks that up. Which, did that, did that get bigger? Uh, yeah, I think it grows each movie. <laughs> Because, like, it got a lot bigger. Yeah, no, it's very large. <laughs> it no, wasn't before I, that big. <laughs> no, who, who fucking knows? They, they got to make sure you see that shit. Which you I know, know we're jumping ahead, life. but how fuck up, fucked up is it that she just starts wearing it? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Why does she wear it? That's Because, that, like, she even acknowledges it's cheap. Like, why would she start wearing that? Like, if anything, maybe, maybe it's maybe it's because he saved her life and she was like, oh, shit. Uh, but then she could have given it back when. I I don't know. 
weird. Look, I, I don't know. It is weird. And anyways, then afterwards... That's uh, when the scene happens where she... That's when the scene happens, yes. They, Brian, Dom, and Mia are staying in this weird apartment somewhere. I don't understand where they were. And they... Basically, Mia says we can't run anymore because I am preggers. Mm-hmm. And then they have a nice family moment. And uh, then they have a weird talk outside where Brian asks Dom what he remembers about his dad. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those scenes where I'm not supposed to laugh, but I did laugh (laughs) because he like goes on this whole thing about how his dad was like there in the shop every day for work and at the kitchen table at night. And he would like fucking help Mia learn her uh schoolwork and then he would stay up after her so that he could learn the next day's lesson or some shit and that he talks about the church barbecue and if you didn't go to church you didn't get any barbecue mm-hmm. but it's vin diesel's dumb voice also and so the whole thing just sounds so stupid also did the dad just look at vin diesel and he's like this kid's a lost cause. At least, yeah, that's that's what I thought too. I was like, at least, uh, at least Mia's gonna be good. <laughs> Fuck Dom though; he's it's over. It is over. <laughs> Didn't even try to t- help with Dom. Just, just yeah. Just he was Mia. too busy. Yeah, Dom and John Cena could not be saved. But <laughs> Mia, that's oh jeez jeez man and then paul walker is all like i didn't know my dad and you're like guys what is this scene it does not belong in this movie but i guess it's all about family and uh then dom reassures him and is like no you're gonna be a good dad my guy and you're like okay and and then at this point this is when they start just like hatching out the plan right to yeah basically he's like so we can't be running anymore like we got to get out of this we got to get out of this now and they decide that they're gonna steal all of reyes's money and this is the point where i literally cannot sit down anymore when i'm watching this movie because i get so fucking excited every time the scene happens Mm -hmm. and they say how are we gonna do it and they say we gotta get a team and then it's the voiceover of them talking about all the people they will need for their team Mm -hmm. while showing all of the fucking sick people that they got for their team and this is the scene why i say that you really can't watch this movie without watching the rest of them because they only explain who two of the characters are he uh, paul walker only says who tej and roman are and literally literally none of the other characters i don't even think are named i don't think they say han i don't think they say giselle they definitely don't say uh don omar and the other guy's name no no like it is hilarious you're right about that but i think they do eventually say han like at some point they do they do because it is one of the most important scenes in film history mm-hmm. where they are looking at him and it says that his name is han solo <laughs> okay sure <laughs> and that's so stupid uh but yeah i mean they they kind of like go through and it's it's roman and tej from too fast too furious yeah so roman is there because he's a smooth talking uh-huh. dumbass uh tej is there because apparently he's the best circuit worker on the east coast what the fuck does that even mean also he just all of a sudden is the best technology person ever mm-hmm. yeah when all he did was have an afro and run a garage and 
set up illegal street races before. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying he, grew, he, he grew used a his lot time in like eight years. Okay, he grew a lot in eight years. Yes, he's been doing doing God's work. Uh, and then here's a. I actually learned how to pronounce uh, Giselle's like the char- the actor's name. It's Gal Gadot. That's how you. That's that's actually how you pronounce her name, by the way. Interesting. Well, I'm. I just always call her Giselle because that's my favorite character she's played. Mm-hmm. And well, Wonder Woman's pretty good. I I like Giselle better than I like Wonder Woman. Okay, so that's fair. That's that's fair. Do you think you, um, maybe 1984 could do it? Maybe 1984 could do it. We'll see. Uh, but anyway, Giselle's great. Mm-hmm. And they clearly make it seem like this is another man. Yes, because <clears throat> uh, they really don't mention like it. Just kind of, <laughs> it's very very broad. And then like you only see her from far away, and she's got like she's on the motorcycle. I <clears throat> and it's like this is very obvious. They're trying to like play a fast one on, on just like the fans because like it, the first time you're watching this, I don't even think you expect to see her again. No, I would never have expected to see her again. Which FYI, I don't know if you know this. Her first movie was actually Fast and Furious. Oh shit! So she got her start with Fast and Furious, which is just crazy. That's hilarious. Uh, um, and they oh they get Han mm-hmm. because they say he's the chameleon who can blend in yeah. everywhere, and then it just zooms in and he's eating the chips, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh this fucking movie. And they get Don Omar and the other guy uh, because they're good with explosives. Yep. And that's that's the whole crew. And then, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. They have to have two precision drivers. Two precision drivers. And who and will you never know they win. have that. They have that, man, because that is that is Dom and Brian. Mm-hmm. And it is just like what I this is why I like this movie It is because it is a heist movie. Yes, it is just a heist movie with all of these stupid characters and like. So it is possible that you could just watch this and think it's like a cool action movie. But like, if you have seen all the other Fast and the Furious movies, the fact that these characters come back is like a huge deal. And that's why I get so excited. Like the fact that it is Han, Giselle, Roman and Tej is like mind blowing. I hate to do this, but like, it's kind of like Avengers. It is kind of like Avengers. It's just like, it's these three, four, these actually four movies. And they're just bringing characters and bringing the story together, like bringing basically these four not really connected movies at all and just kind of bringing them together into one entity. Yes. And that is why I love it so much is because like normally this movie would have come out and I would have just been like, oh, it's a cool action movie. But the the fact that it is all these characters and it connects all of the movies into like one cohesive universe, that's what does it for me. Yes, yes. (laughs) And and really like what it does for after where it like it stays this way for basically the rest of it. Yeah. Except for like the one spinoff. But like Mm -hmm. the main ones are very much it, it sticks like now. I mean, like occasionally people drop off, but I mean, like it stays as like this group pretty much. Mm hmm. And I, that's what, that's what I love about it. Mm -hmm. But, and what I think is amazing is literally before this point, if you had not watched Tokyo Drift, the only way you could have known Han was from the short film Los Bandoleros. And that is the only way that you would have known the two Mexican rappers. Literally the only way. Other than the like 10 seconds they are in at the beginning of Fast and Furious. Sure. And that is what I think is hilarious is they integrated these characters that are basically just from a fucking short film. 
Yeah, because I mean they were just a little bit in the in in Fast and Furious, which the the short film was actually before Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Han is actually in another movie. Yeah, so Han is in Tokyo Drift, but Han is also a character in Justin Lin's first movie that yes. he made. Yes, yes, that is true. But like, who's watching that and then going to five? That's what well, I exactly. exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. And like, yeah, if you if you hadn't seen four, like you wouldn't know who Giselle was. It's just a yeah, bizarre. Yeah. It's a bizarre thing. Well, like, who's watching the fifth one of any movie at that point, though? No, I I'm just look. I'm just saying. Sometimes people go make to movies. bad decisions. Yeah. I, I, it would be very bizarre if anybody was just like, I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie. I'll watch the fifth one. Yeah, that is that is a weird one. Yes. To, to go into. But now if you did it, it would be hilarious. Go in at nine. Uh, oh, God. Nine would be. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Nine would make your brain explode. I don't even know if it would because you'd just be like, this is so stupid. Because <laughs> like you wouldn't have any context for anything, so it would just be a terrible movie, I bet. Uh, but the action set pieces would do it for you. Because <laughs> like, it's not going to be a good reason why John Cena's there. Oh, it says you. I, I can't wait. <laughs> I can confidently say that one. So anyways, they get their team together mm-hmm. and they all meet up and I love every time they all meet. Uh, I That is one of my favorite lines is where Roman says to Tej, he's like, when are you going to give Martin Luther King back his car? <laughs> <laughs> he drives up in this like fucking old ass thing. Oh, and this then, is when he give Rick James's jacket back. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and then he so has a similar line to uh, Giselle. Where he mm-hmm. asks her to open her legs, and then she pulls a gun on him instantly. <laughs> she, she took, uh, she just took control of that moment very quickly. She did. It it it, it shut Roman up. One of the few times it actually shuts Roman up in this series. So mm-hmm. good on Giselle. And then I think it's amazing because they all come together and. Uh, Brian introduces Tej and Roman to Vin Diesel and no one else is introduced. Nope. Literally, <laughs> you just have to know. Mm-hmm. You just got to know. You got to be there for it. Mm-hmm. And I was there for it. Um, yeah, and then like, they, yeah. Because I'm trying to think, Brian would not know who the two Mexican rappers are. No, he would not know who Han is. He would not he would know not, Han. Oh, he would have known Giselle. He would have known Giselle, right? Because, they, yeah. yes. Uh, although maybe not well. No, not really. But I mean, he had seen her. Yes, because like Giselle was much more interested in and Dom until mm-hmm. the ending of this one, mm-hmm. and then she she's found somebody else. Which good for That's her. True. I think good she, for her. She she uh she moved up. I would say. <laughs> I I agree. Yes. <laughs> um, and so yeah, then they go about like what they're doing uh and what they're trying to do. Roman says, "I can't do this." shit's fucked up and then they he dom says the amount of money and he's like excuse me i'm back in (laughs) yeah uh and they so then the rest of a lot a lot of the next parts are just like a composition of scenes of them like trying to get things done for what they need to do yeah so like i can only describe i guess for the most of the other parts i can just like describe what their whole goal is which is they are going to Ra- they raid one of the safe houses 
and set the money on fire while they're masked up. They take their masks off and let them know who it is so that they will go back and tell Reyes that they uh, came to burn the money. And then that makes them move all of the money to one central spot, which ends up being the evidence safe in the police station. Mm -hmm. They almost, some of them say maybe this is too hard, but they do not give up. And then they uh, continue to hatch a plan, which ends up being like just wildly insane. They're trying to make it so that they can get past these gaps on cameras by like getting through this parking garage Mm -hmm. and they (laughs) they can't do it and then like oh we gotta go get new cars they go to like the car scene they start and then they start like then they challenge someone and then Mm -hmm. it just kind of cuts to them pulling in with like the car that they won they don't even show the race about that i'm so bummed out about that i would love to see that race uh but then like yeah no other the other stuff happens like they find out that mm-hmm. the safe that's in there is like fucking crazy and they have to order one of their own so then <laughs> so that tej can like practice on it basically yes uh and then eventually they kind of just give up on trying to get through in 10 seconds or whatever it was and mm-hmm. then they go steal cop cars instead thinking that'll make them invisible Yes, because then they can just go through as cops. Uh, And like simultaneously while that's happening, there's scenes from Hobbs crew, which one of them is they find the car that Dom was driving and they like basically get the whole crew like they know who everybody is. That's where Han Solo comes up on the screen, Mm -hmm. which is just just the best. Um, And then they basically say like, hey, when this when this comes up again, we will go get them. And that happens. Yes, it does. Which we're, we're cutting. We're like bouncing around, but like this middle area, this like basically half hour of movie, it all kind of blends together where it is just kind of like cutting. It, yeah. It, cutting it back and forth. Yes. Yeah. And it's like a lot of it is like montage esque yes. stuff too. So then yes. Yeah, so they, they find out that they are wanted because apparently Mia is like hacking into government databases or some shit. I don't understand how the fuck she was getting any of the information she uh, was getting. Uh, her father taught her how to do that, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. He he looked it up in a <laughs> he, 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 stayed, he stayed up a couple hours <laughs> later than she did yeah, exactly. to, to learn the <laughs> yes. government hacking yes. portion of the textbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so yeah, she like finds out, oh, we're fucked because we're all watching and they know who we are and then they find out that Hobbs is watching them and then they lure them to the car racing scene they confront them and say like you're under arrest or whatever and they're really not because my favorite line in the movie (laughs) where Vin Diesel puts out his arms and says this is Brazil except that he says Brazil in the weirdest fucking accent I've ever heard in my life Brazil Brazil (laughs) and uh, then all the Brazilians pull out their weapons and Hobbs crew decide that they suck too much to take them on Mm -hmm. and they leave and as they're pulling away Tej gets out from under the car and he put the tracker on there missed something here what did I miss Dom looked at that uh, the Brazilian police officer Oh, and he saw that she had the necklace, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then after, after yeah, the touch thing happens, they're they're tracking them so they know when to do yes. the the job. Uh, 
Dom breaks into Elena's apartment so that he can like weirdly corner her against a wall and like rip the necklace off her wall and then have some fun exposition Not her wall, about but her like pull or her, her yeah pull it off her neck. There you go. Mm-hmm. And there's some fun exposition about how her husband died and somehow that means she knows how important Letty was to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, dog. That's weird. And yeah, that was also trying to be weird and emotional and that doesn't work as we definitely know. Mm-hmm. No. And then I so many things happened, dude. I, I I I think this is right around when they went and stole like the cop cars. Yeah, uh, then they so they, yeah, they they steal the cop cars or whatever and then it is the day of like Right around here, before they are going to, it's the night before they are going to go, and Vince, are we? No, for some reason Mia is shopping, right? And Reyes's crew like tries to get her, but Vince saves her and brings her back, and then they welcome Vince back into the family and say that he can be on the job, and it's the night before, And, and then Roman's like offering Mia the alcohol and they're like oh no we can't laying it on really really thick and roman just keeps pushing when it's very obvious why uh-huh uh but then eventually they say that mia's pregnant and then people get like really really excited uh everyone- oh i forgot one of the most oh, uh, crucial oh. scenes of the film uh-oh that is when they need uh, Reyes's handprint. Oh, you're right. To <laughs> to be able to, they need Reyes's handprint to be able to get into the safe, mm-hmm. and so they send Han to do it. But Giselle, who is now hot for Han, decides that she's gonna go as well, mm-hmm. and so they're like staking Reyes out at the sick beach resort. And Han is like, "I don't think we're gonna be able to do this. Like, I don't think we're gonna be able to get over there." And she said, "This is why you don't send a man to do a woman's job." Mm-hmm. And she. Uh, takes off her like weird bathrobe thing and is in a bathing suit and she goes over and lets Reyes touch her ass. And that is how they uh, get his handprint. And I love the scene when they come back and Roman is asking about the situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just very good. I, they, they all work together and I think there are a lot of actually funny scenes in this movie. Also, this is that the scene prior is the scene when we found out Han used to be a smoker. Yes, because they psychologically analyze each other. Mm-hmm. Which apparently in uh, the movie before Tokyo Drift, uh, I think Better Luck Tomorrow or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Han smokes a lot in that movie. Yes. I Have you seen it? I have not seen the film. Okay, no. but yes. So, but yes, like uh, that because like, and that is why Han constantly is eating because he was smoking over two packs a day, mm-hmm. which as a person who smoked a pack a day for a long time, smoking twice as much as that is insane to me. <laughs> I, I mean, you would be smoking a cigarette every 20, 30 minutes, Manny. That's crazy. <laughs> yes. I can't even imagine. Yeah. And they, they also like characterize Giselle as like she was in the military and that's how she likes cleaning her guns and shit to like always be prepared. Which whenever. I kind of assume that was like uh, she's from Israel. Yes. And, that is that is what it seemed like. Yeah. And like, you know, if you 
live in Israel, then like you have to be in the military type of thing. Because mm-hmm. I think everybody has to like serve in the military for at least a couple years. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I forgot about that one, but then they are getting ready to go. Everybody leaves to do, start doing the job except for Dom, Brian, Vince and Mia. Right. And Hobbs crew raids them. Vin Diesel and the rock have the sickest fist fight ever. People get tackled onto tables that explode. The people get tackled through walls it's excellent. Uh, Dom ends up giving up at the end. Uh, he has a situation where he almost kills uh, Hobbs with a wrench, just as he beat the guy when he found out his dad died or whatever. And it was really Mia who stopped him. Yeah, she was yelling, don't, don't do this or whatever. And uh, then they are being escorted to be taken back to the U.S., I assume. Yeah, which I don't know if. Brazil has extradition. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then um, Reyes's crew ambushes them uh, with a rocket launcher. And um, Hobbs' whole crew tries to take them out, but they get taken out except for him. Elena lets them out of the handcuffs. They save Hobbs. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they go back to the safe house and they're like, oh, no, this sucks because now Reyes knows we're coming and we're fucked. We can't do this anymore. But then, Matt, Vin Diesel makes his passionate speech about how we have to do this. We can't let this stand. And then Hobbs says, yo, dog, I'm in. Let's do it. And you're like that. You can't do that. Nope, but OK. Nope. Uh, and then everybody else is immediately back in, except now they have a new sick plan, which is that they go to the police station with Hobbs and his like really reinforced Jeep smash through the wall behind where the safe is. And Dom and Brian use cables from their cars to pull the safe out with them. And then they drive through the streets of Rio with the safe on the back of their car, taking out cars, taking out banks, whatever. It is so physically impossible for any of this to happen, but it is amazing. I don't, I see. I think it could happen. Well, Here's so there are do. parts there's there's parts where it doesn't make sense because they are able to like freely move the safe around basically <laughs> and not which it would be way heavier than their cars. Oh, most uh, definitely, yes. and I, like that's why like it took them forever to be able to like rev up and actually get it going. Mm-hmm. So then like once it's going, it would not maintain the speed that they were going. And then later Vin Diesel is able to do it on his own. It, yeah, but it, they're already moving. I guess. And he was using NOS. <laughs> they really get away with a lot with nas and these yeah they these do movies. yeah nas is very very good for your car um so yeah they they basically like get you know they're they're going through the streets at some point uh roman and han come out of nowhere in cop cars and like make it so that they have are, are clear to basically get to where they need to go they keep going. Uh, they basically get to this weird bridge where all of Reyes's guys and the cops are. And Brian is like, I don't think we're going to make it. And Vin Diesel 
slash Dom makes the choice that, well, Paul Walker's going to make it, you know, Brian's mm-hmm. got to make it because he's got a kid coming. This is for the fam. And uh, then he single-handedly takes the safe and basically uses it like it's a fucking mace and just like <laughs> crushes everyone fucking the cable slices off the roof of a car. Like it slices it right in half. Uh, he takes out everyone with it. And then, he is about to be taken out, but Brian is a true family man and he stays behind and he shoots, uh, he shoots Reyes's little guy there. Um, Hobbs rolls up mm-hmm. and he says, wow, he shoots Reyes. Like, help me. And like, Hobbs just, <laughs> he pops him <laughs> twice right in the dome piece. He's just a blat blat. And there's no way you could do that, no. but it's so tight. It's so tight. Uh-huh. He doesn't give a shit. And he says to them, Hey, guess what? This was cool. Mm-hmm. I can't let you go, but I'll give you a 24 hour head start. Which once again, he, can't do that. Can't, can't do that. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's fine. And then he says, you can't take the safe mm-hmm. uh, because it's got the money in it. And so the re- first time I saw this movie, I thought this was a really good plot twist because I did not see it coming. He, they drive, Brian and Dom start running or running, <laughs> driving away. And he looks in the safe and it's empty. And then it does a flashback to when uh, Roman and Han gave them a 10 second window and Giselle and the two Mexican rappers are driving a garbage truck underneath this bridge where no one could see them. And they put the safe into that. Mm -hmm. And then they use the safe that they had ordered separately to then continue pulling. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Which maybe that that actually makes sense why Dom would be able to pull it. Well, I, that's not the money wouldn't weigh that much. Oh, anyways, a hundred million dollars in bills. I, I guess I guess it would weigh that. It much, would fine. weigh a fuck ton. So that's why maybe he was able to do it by himself. I guess I, this makes sense. It would still be like such thick metal. I, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just you're, saying. You're just. No. <laughs> we could just say like it's a movie where it's, it is. Very little it is a movie to it um and so that's tight they split the money uh oh sorry we skipped vince dies <laughs> i skipped that vince died earlier when uh they oh, were saving hobbs we did skip one thing though what is that we we mentioned the police scene but mm-hmm. we didn't mention the race after oh yes they do race han Roman, Brian, and Dom race the cop cars in excellent fashion, mm-hmm. and they uh, Brian wins. But oh, they, sorry, they they agree to do it for a million dollars. Yes, each they each put up a million dollars. Brian wins, and Han and Roman let him know that it was because Dom let him win, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he did. And I like that a lot because Brian's reaction is priceless yeah poor brian he's, he's like no man it's fine he and he tells dom not to cheat that time mm-hmm. reference to fast and furious yeah Ugh. good callback good callback anyways you get back to the end of the movie and they uh ludicrous uses the bathing suit bottom to uh unlock the safe the money pours out and then everybody lives happily ever after Matt. And yeah. And then it just kind of cuts to like showing everybody what they did with their money. Yeah. Showing everybody Han is really unsafe and driving. Uh, and Giselle is sitting on his lap while they make out, I, which seems like it would be hard to drive. 
I dri- while he's driving on the autobahn going autobahn yeah going, going way too fast yes. and it makes me laugh every time they bring up Tokyo in these movies mm-hmm. uh which they did in the beginning Brian and Mia are looking through a magazine and Mia's looking at places that have no extradition mm-hmm. and Tokyo is one of those places and it's like ah, <laughs> what a funny joke but then Giselle is like I thought you wanted to go to Tokyo mm-hmm. and Han is like oh not yet we'll get there someday <laughs> And that's stupid. Uh, they showed the the Mexican rappers. Yes, they oh, uh, all literally oh, all of their money one on black, one on red, and then it is green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they... <laughs> which if they had if they had bet on green, the amount of money they would win is fucking wild. Oh god, that would like oh god, I oh, oh man, <laughs> just twenty million dollars, just god. That, that yeah, they are they are stupid. They never come back, right? No, not as not yet, at least. Um, and and then they show. Oh, sorry, Roman they, and Tej. Yeah. Ro- Roman pulls up in this really nice supercar and says there's only four in the world. And like, that's that's crazy. Tej had said that he wanted to build a garage, which is weird because he already had a garage. But he wanted to build a garage where about. he could just kind of like he didn't have to like screw people older over. He just kind of yeah. wants to help the little guy and just kind of like have this like small little thing that he could just kind of work on cars and stuff. And so he has that um, and him and Roman are going somewhere and Roman is making fun of him and like, oh, I got this sick car. And he's like, oh, I'll drive, too. Mm -hmm. And he got the same car. Mm -hmm. So there are two of them in the Western Hemisphere now. (laughs) Uh, And then the last one is it is Brian, Mia. Well, it's just Brian and Mia walking on the beach. Yes, they are walking on the beach in their fun beach home. And Dom and Elena show up and then you're like, ooh, Dom got with Elena. And then they just they have a good time and they decide that they're going to race at the end. Mm-hmm. And this movie is perfect Wait, in every way. You missed one thing. Oh, shit. We missed the most. Did, oh, my God. Then you you watch the credits, Matt. Yeah. First you watch you watch the credits and then there is a post credit scene. Mm-hmm. It is the rock sitting at his desk. And uh, Eva Mendez comes in and she throws a file on his desk and says, you're going to want to see this. And he says, what is it? And she says, someone attacked a military convoy in Berlin this morning. And he says, is it Toretto? And she says, no. And he says, I don't care. I don't care about it then. And she says, you're going to want to take another look. And then he opens it up and he sees Letty's picture. And then Eva Mendez says, do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> and that's amazing. Uh, I love everything about this movie. Like there are just so many moments and they tried their best to actually characterize all these people who up until this point didn't really have that much characterization. Like Han does kind of in Tokyo drift, but like they do a lot of work in this to characterize him as a person. Giselle got literally no characterization in the last movie. I would argue they, that they, they try to do that with her. Uh, they 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 really focused on doing that with the main three in the fourth one, yeah. With Vin Diesel, but then like nobody else, you know, Vin Diesel, you know, mm-hmm. let's just say Dom Toretto, Brian O'Connor, and Mia. Those three mm-hmm. were basically we got to know them a lot, but like mm-hmm. everybody else got thrown by the wayside. Where this movie, we do get a lot more of like the supporting cast. Yeah, and like you, uh, you learn more about what Roman's like. Mm-hmm. Tej is a completely different character. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> much, yes. 
<laughs> Where's Suki at? I, uh, and yeah, like I just so what I like about this movie is because it is the culmination of what this franchise is. Mm-hmm. It took those four disparate movies and brought them together in a way that is spectacular. And they were just like, you know what? This is what this franchise is now. It is a stupid action movie with a ton of one-liners and characters that people got really attached to. And we don't give a fuck. It is just like all action all the time. Doesn't matter what's happening. Who cares? It's fun. And that's why I'm here, man. Yeah, it's just... Uh, it's what I'm looking for in movies, you know? It is what I, it is especially in like dumb action movies like this. This is why I want to watch all 800 mission impossible movies (laughs) is because it seems like the same kind of shit where it's just like, Oh, Tom Cruise does dumbass weird stunts. And like, this is all just stupid. And all these characters carry over like, Oh, it just appeals to me so much. And like, I do like, I really like Roman as a character. I like Han as a character, like Brian and Dom or whatever, but like they build them up enough where you're like, Oh, I do care about these idiots, even though they're like basically nothing. And that's why, like I have such a hard time with Tokyo drift is because like, it's not about them where like the, the the series to me is Brian and Vin Vince, like Brian and Dom. Uh, but like that's why i think nine is going to be so wild is because i think nine is going to be like what fast five was for the rest of these characters who never mattered Mm -hmm. and like that i i'm so so here for it (laughs) i'm so here for it and it's just so stupid and like all of their their dumb jokes that they make and shit and they most of the cast has like pretty like at least pretty all right chemistry Mm mm-hmm it just like they're just having a fucking good time, dude. Yeah, I'm having a good time. And I was having a good time, but like it just seems like every everyone in the movie is having a fucking blast. Like we're getting paid a quadrillion dollars to just like basically like fuck off in this dumb action movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, is it is this one still one of the highest grossing movies of all time or is seven? I don't think it's this one. Because. The budget was 125 and the box office was 626. So it made about 500 million. But I don't know if that is. I mean, that's a lot of money making, but I don't know if it's that much compared to like the Marvel movies make a stupid amount. Yeah, it's the fifth highest grossing film in the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, Furious 7, it seems like, made a ton. Which, Furious 7 makes sense because that's when... Yeah, yeah, the budget was 190 and the box office was $1.5 billion. Yeah, it's the 24th highest grossing movie of all time adjusted for inflation. Uh, but that's because Paul Walker died, so like everybody went and saw that movie. It was. For a long time, though, a couple of them were in there. Oh, I'm sure. And but like, it, it's... Wild. It's fifth. I mean, like Hobbs and Shaw made more money than five. Yeah. So yeah, with that, if if you don't adjust for inflation, Furious Seven is the ninth highest grossing movie of all time, which at one point was fourth overall. Mm-hmm. That's fucking wild. Yes, it is. Yes. Ah, uh, Jesus. 
uh, not to get ahead of ourselves a little bit, Manny. Uh huh. But I already put Fast Five at number one on our list. Yeah, because it is number one, <laughs> dog. Uh, I didn't think we needed to discuss it much. There is no discussion. <laughs> this movie is fucking so good. Uh-huh. And like, so I know people always say like, there are things that they can do that will always make them happy. No matter what is happening. If I watch this movie, I'm getting hype as fuck and I'm getting so happy. Mm-hmm. I love this movie so much. And like, so that's one of the things is like a lot of people who know me, know that like i love this franchise unconditionally obviously we're doing this podcast talking mm-hmm. about it like obviously i have talked about it a lot even before we were doing the podcast part about it mm-hmm. but like even just like people who know me at work like and don't know me that well know that i love mm-hmm. this franchise and i love convincing people to watch this fucking franchise like nothing gives me greater joy because if you don't know like if you haven't watched it a lot of people just don't get it and they're like oh well they're stupid Mm -hmm. and it's like yes they are but like they're not trying to be something else like they are this is what they are i i I think this is it when i described last week as like it's wrestling i genuinely mean that like they're like they wrestling knows how stupid it is it's Mm self-aware it's not trying to be anything more than that it it knows what its audience wants and that's what it goes for yeah and like that that is why now it's just like literally the ninth movie might as well just be like fan service the movie right right like they just fucking brought in John Cena because why the fuck not? Like they, they brought Han back from the dead because why the fuck not? Like it doesn't matter. It's just like this will make a crazy fucking movie and let's do it. Right. And, and that's what I love. Like wh- what I truly want though, Matt, and I have said this before is the 10th movie is supposed to be the final one outside of spinoffs. I want it to be like Avengers Endgame level shit. Like, I want it to be every character who has ever appeared in one of these films. Uh, what if they took 10 and made like a 10A and a 10B? So at one point they did say they were going to do that. Okay. So that might still happen. Awesome. So get ready. <laughs> I mean, why not? You got to really. Like, yeah. That's been the, the strat for a while now is just like at the end, you got to like really stretch that final one out into two different movies, you know? I I would love nothing more than for it to be two movies. Which, I would love nothing more. Can I say something hot? A little hot take right now? Sure, sure. I bet the first one's better than the second one. Mm, probably. Because a lot of times I like the first one more than like the second one. Then they do that. Because like a lot of times it's like the darkest before the dawn, that first one. And I like that more than like whatever the conclusion ends up being. Mm-hmm. But that might be more of a me thing. Yeah, in this case, I don't know. It depends what happens at the end. But, like, no matter what happens, it's sad because Paul Walker won't be there. Yeah, there's just, and there's no way to, like, to do it well. Yeah, there's no way to, like, do it well and also have it be, like, tasteful. Uh, yeah, I I kind of wish they just killed him off in one of the movies. So do, so do I. Because then they could have had a nice little send-off, but instead they're just like, oh, he's busy. And that's been the excuse all along. And it's just like, I, I, you can't keep doing that. They should have just, they should have killed him off in what? Eight. Yes. Yeah. Cause eight was the, yeah. Or seven, uh, seven. They, they I could see why they wanted to kind of like finish it off. 
Uh, yeah. Because, like, they, they already had, like, the script done, and, like, filming was pretty much done by with the movie at that point. Mm-hmm. So, like, I kind of get that. But they could have just, like, at the start of 8, they could have just, like, had a, like, that they're all at a funeral, and, like, something happened, and, you know, like, he, he died, you know? And they could have just had it very, like, very tastefully done, but instead they just wanted to make some dumb excuse that, like, they didn't want to bring Brian into this, and mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. So mm-hmm. I I look forward to all the shit that oh, mine has yeah. to offer. But... I I look forward to six. We're getting ahead. Oh of my ourselves. god, six is fucking fantastic, and seven also fucking fantastic. So I don't remember seven as much. It's so good. I love seven so much. Is is this is seven the one where Charlie's Theron is introduced or is it eight? Eight. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember seven then. You'll remember when you get there. Oh, I I remember a scene that happens in seven. I don't want to spoil anything for if they haven't watched. I remember scenes, but like I don't remember the plot. That's what I'm saying. Like the plot, the the scene. Yeah, the plot is insignificant. The scenes in seven are what do it for me. Be Mm -hmm. like that movie could be anything, and it doesn't matter. Like it, the fucking the action set pieces from six on go so fucking buck wild that like they eventually like I'm convinced now that they do make the set pieces and then write the plot around them maybe uh, now this next six is the last one justin lynn does until nine it correct? is yes okay so yes but the director of seven does a good job i think yeah I, I mean like does not a good job uh yeah i i think seven's still a good movie yeah yeah um eight is when it starts dipping a little bit yes do you think that's just like fatigue franchise fatigue or do you think that's just uh because brian's not there anymore uh i think it is because brian is not there anymore and i think like they go against their own philosophy with a lot of the stuff in that movie where like because it's supposed to be all about family and stuff and they just literally like turn that around in a way that is like kind of fucked up that they should not have done, I think, but yeah, I, I eight is just weird in a lot of ways. Yeah, it is. Sure. Which, which we'll get there. I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just kind of wanted to, because it, 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 it does feel so much different than the rest of them. Yes, it does. At least, at least from like five on eight is mm-hmm. like the oddball. But like, yes. who knows? Like, who knows how nine's gonna be? <laughs> because night is gonna be buck wild if <laughs> if the trailers are anything like the movie. I watched the trailer last week after we finished again. I'm gonna do it again this week because <laughs> it makes me get so excited. Uh, like I, oh fuck! It just puts a smile on my face every time, dude. The sad thing is, this list could be a top ten. It could be, but it's only a top nine until May. Mm-hmm. Uh, which did you see it got pushed back a little bit no i did not it, it only got it was like a couple weeks or like a month it got pushed back i think because i think it was supposed to be april and i got pushed back to may dang uh and it's not because of like covid or anything it's just because like uh the movie uh the uh god who does the um Universal has another movie coming in out in April 
So they didn't, they wanted to just kind of like spread those out a little bit. Well, I mean, it was going to come out in May of this year, so. Right. Makes sense. So, yeah, it did get delayed. Yeah, it was, it was originally going to be April 2nd and it got pushed back to May 22nd. Mm -hmm. Or something. Oh, yeah, it was April 2nd and it got pushed back to May. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it. I, that's all I have right now mm-hmm. about this fine film. So I think that's going to do it for our podcast here. As always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Excellent chiptune band. Check them out. And if you would like to uh, <laughs> oh, join us next week, uh, Furious 6 is definitely a movie that you should watch because it is fucking something else. We will catch you guys next week. Peace out.